Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fitoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at PFitoff. So for episode 61, the focus today is women's basketball from the previous week. It was another 2-0 week. Love that. No losses. The previous week was 2-0 as well. We had a nail-biter against Louisville on Thursday night. And today, Sunday, as I tape this, total domination. We beat Pitt at Pitt by 40 points. So I'm going to be focusing on the Louisville game because the Pitt game was just total domination. So Louisville comes in Thursday night to South Bend, 19-8 and overall, 10-4 and in the ACC. We're 20-4, and 11-3 in the ACC. So had we lost this game, we'd be tied for second, third place, whatever you want to call it, with Louisville. But technically, since they have that head-to-head win, they'd be two, we'd be three. Kind of like what we have with Duke right now, because Duke lost that against Virginia Tech. Uh, yeah, they lost to Virginia Tech on Thursday night, 61-45. to We're tied with them in the ACC right now. But technically, since they have the head-to-head matchup, they're, you can say, a half a game ahead of us. So it's not a – we're not fully in uh, number one spot in the ACC is what I'm trying to say. So. I didn't notice this as well. Uh, before I get to the actual game, they had beaten us, Louisville, that is, seven straight times prior to Thursday night, dating back to 2019. And uh, they did, just haven't beaten us. They've been they've been kicking our ass, more or less. Total domination in a lot of those games. However, we get the win. Uh, they're coached by Jeff Walls. I think you all remember him. Uh, him and Coach McGraw had a lot of battles, especially with their handshakes. It could be quite animated. They were not best friends, just, let's just put it that way. Very similar to the relationship with uh, Gina Oriema. It could be uh, personal at times, let's just put it bluntly. So we trail by nine points in the first half, cut it to four at halftime. And actually we go up by two, but then we trail by nine points with less than 10 minutes. I'm thinking this is over. It just looks like it's Louisville's night again. They have our number since 2019 with those seven straight wins. How are we battle back? Great toughness tonight. This is probably the toughest game I've seen uh, the ladies play, and they just battle back big time. We send it into overtime. We're up by four. Cass Prosper gets fouled. If she just hits this free throw, we're up by five. It's about 15 to 16 seconds left. I'm thinking, or no, it's uh, around a little over 20 seconds left. I'm thinking this game's over. She misses it. They go down, get a quick bucket, tie it at two points. Olivia Miles gets the gets the inbound pass. She's dribbling. She actually does get fouled, but they do not call it. She dribbles it out of bounds. Louisville gets it. They get another basket. So you think it it was over about 10 seconds ago. Louisville comes back. Tough team in itself uh, to tie the game. We call a timeout. With the women's game, if you do call a timeout, you can uh, take the ball to half court. It's kind of like NBA rules. They get the ball to Olivia Miles. Uh, she drives me nuts at time with all her turnovers, but she makes a fallaway shot at the buzzer, very similar to, remember when Enrique Agunawable, like finally getting that name pronounced right, Enrique Agunawable hit those game winners in the 2018 Final Four against UConn in the semifinals and then against Mississippi State to win the national title 
uh, two nights or yeah, two nights later. Uh, very similar vibe uh, when she hit that game winner. Just phenomenal performance by all, all the members of, of the women's team that night. They just they dug deep that night. They they showed they're a tough team. It's not a team yet where if you take Muffet McGraw's team starting in let's say 2000, late 2011 when they were the national runner-up against uh, Texas A&M, and then her 2012 team, 2013, 2014, 2015. And then if you take those 2018 and 2019 teams, if they weren't playing uh, Connecticut, uh, Baylor with Brittany Griner, uh, maybe a Stanford, so maybe three or four teams, if they weren't playing those teams, they would just knock the crap out of the other teams. They would win by 20, 30 points. Nothing against Louisville, but they are 19 and 8. If this is those Muffet McGraw teams when they are just primed with that talent and experience, we'd beat this team by 20 points. We're not there yet, but we're getting closer. And that may be a year away, but this game, just with the toughness that we displayed and just to battle back and to come just to, to get that game winner, we found a way to win. Maybe this is the stepping stone, whether it's a March Madness run or next year when we get. I believe it's two McDonald's All-Americans coming in. And with everybody, I shouldn't say everybody back because the transfer portal is such a such a big part of the both the men's game and the women's game right now. I think pretty much everybody's going to be back next year because uh, a lot of these, our best players are sophomores. Olivia Miles, Sonia Citron, and then Cass Prosper is only a freshman. KK Bransford, Lauren Ebo will probably be back. But there's always still that chance that they can enter the transfer portal. But if all is, if everything sets up the way I think it's going to be with no little hiccups here, this team's going to be loaded coming back next year. And I'm just going, I will want to see them just blow out teams that are not in the top three, four in the nation. You know, now it's South Carolina, your Yukons, uh, you know, Indiana right now. So fingers crossed. So let's get back to the game. Olivia Miles with that game winner, 18 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists. She just missed, missed a triple double. But here's where it's just that polarizing uh, analysis for Olivia. I have every game, it seems. She had six turnovers. That's way too many. As a team, we had 17. I told you before, I'm going to keep track of that. Ever since the first of the year when we averaged 16.1, well, 17's more than 16.1. Unacceptable. We got the win, but the turnovers are unacceptable, especially with Olivia Miles with the six. Kylie Watson played the best game she's played in a Notre Dame uniform. She's a transfer from Oregon, 20 points, five rebounds, eight of eight from the field goal for, from uh, shooting field goals. So hundred percent, she was four, seven in free throws, but she hit two uh, in a row in overtime. And she went there, went up there with confidence. The others, I will say the only sort of criticism I had of her, her early free throws, she almost airballed it again. I told you before she's six, four. There's no, I can see her, overshooting it but not undershooting it when you're that tall but i can't say it enough that's her best game of the year she's showing confidence uh it's still a little bit unorthodox with that shot she's pushing it a little bit more uh than i want to see but man when uh in that overtime and even right before overtime to uh, tie the game up coach ivy could see the the, the size advantage that we had uh, because i just to take a step back lauren lauren ebo played for the first time in a month more or less she played five minutes, scored two points. But the thing was, even when Lauren Ebo went out, just with Kylie Watson, there was just such a 
a big differential in height and size, and we just exploited that big time. And Kylie, I could see just that confidence building, and she knew it too. Just give me the ball and get out of my way, and I'm going to get some quick buckets here. And it got us into overtime, and it helped in overtime. And she just, I loved what I saw at the free throw line for those two free throws. Confidence. I felt she wanted to be in that situation too. Um, she wasn't uh, trying to avoid the limelight or the pressure there. She wanted to be at the free throw line. Kylie Watson, great job. You get a big star for the week or five stars, or whatever you want to call it, because I know I've been hard on you big time. Very similar to what I've been doing at Dara Mabry before her injury. Uh, Kylie Watson, I know she didn't have the game-winning shot, but her performance really lifted this team uh, to uh, – to come back and to win this game, despite not having the game-winning shot. So KK Bransford, 10 points. Sonia Citron, 15 points. Maddie Westville did not have the greatest game, 5 points. And those were in the last two minutes of regulation. She was pretty. She was scoreless until those last two minutes. But when we needed her, she showed up. Similar to Kylie Watson, uh, you know, she may struggle for game after game after game, but when we needed her, she showed up. Same thing with Maddie Westfeld in those last five minutes or, or last two minutes of regulation. Off the bench, the only criticism I had with any player uh, was Nat Marshall. She seemed to take a step back against Louisville. She had just such a great game uh, the previous week, and I was seeing that confidence from her, but it just took a step back, and I need to see that more from her, but when we get into the pit game, it seems like that confidence came back today. So that's a good thing here. But she's she's finding her you know, role because she didn't play that much before the Dara Mabry injury. But what I saw last week was so much better than what I saw at Louisville from the Louisville game. But she did, and I'll, I'll get into that later with the pit game. So uh, Cass Prosper, six points, great energy again, but you've got to hit that free throw. If you hit that free throw – in regulation to put us up by, or no, in overtime to put us up by five. We don't have to have the dramatic game winner by Olivia Miles. We got to, when you have a team on the ropes, you have to put the nail in the coffin is what I'm trying to say. Jenna Brown did not score off the bench, but she's given us solid minutes. Just like last week, solid minutes again. So I can't say enough about the tough, hard-nosed uh, performance from this women's team. They found a way to win. They're not, you know, knocking the crap out of teams like this would be a team in the Muffet McGraw era that we would we would just annihilate them. It I'm just happy with the win, but we need to get to that point to be a upper echelon team and a number one C because I still think at best right now we're a number two seed. As I mentioned earlier, Duke lost to Virginia Tech. So that put us in a tie in the ACC at 12 and three and then 21 and four overall. So today Pittsburgh, it was at Pittsburgh. We barely beat them on February 9th, 69 to 63. That was another tough, grinded out type of game, even though we're probably 20 points better than Pittsburgh. Uh, we end up winning 83 to 43. Couldn't watch this game today. Um, they were on the ACC Network Extra. So I just watched highlights and then read the news article and looked at the stats. It was from what I see here, it was pretty much domination. Uh, this was like what I want to see from this team with those mid-sub-level type teams like Louisville was on Thursday night. This is the Muffet-McGraw teams from 2012 to 20, I'm sorry, 2011 to probably 2015. 
he kind of had a little bit of rebuilding in those 2016, 2017 seasons. And then the 2018 national title team, 2019 national runner up team. Yes. There was a couple of times. I think it was probably, I'd say Miami upset us one time, maybe a Florida state, but if it wasn't UConn or Baylor, we just knocked the shit out of them just to put it bluntly. So, uh, we end up winning uh, 83 to 43, as I mentioned earlier. We out rebounded them 48 to 26. I can't say this enough with the Dara Mabry injury. Uh, Coach Ivy knows there's a height advantage for most of the teams we're playing right now in the ACC. And for us to get into overtime uh, to battle back against Louisville, she did that with Kylie Watson and with Lauren Ebo in the few minutes she played uh, on Thursday against Louisville. We keep using our height advantage. Uh, during the games. And I like to see that because we're going to need that to make a deep March Madness run. Uh, so let's see here. We only had 12 turnovers today. So Louisville, we had 17. Unacceptable. Today against at Pitt, on the road, only 12. That's what I want to see between 10 and 12. That's doable for me uh, going forward. I'd love to see it less. Don't get me wrong. But 10 to 12, I'm okay with that. Looks like Lauren Ebo, she played the most minutes since her injury. Uh, 13 minutes, she had 10 points. Maddie Westfeld, 13.7 rebounds. Olivia Miles, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. So borderline triple-double there. Sonia Citron, 13 points. Nat Marshall, as I told how I was somewhat disappointed with her during the Louisville game. I didn't see that confidence that I saw the previous week with her. She had 9 points, so evidently that confidence is coming back again. And then Jenna Brown, she may not score when she's in, but she just gives us those solid, you know, great, you know, uh, just playing a great floor game, just solid minutes. She scored nine points today, so I, I love to see that, just everybody getting involved. Uh, next action for uh, the women's team, this Thursday, 6 p.m. Unfortunately, it's on ACC Network Extra. Some of you do get that, depending on what cable provider you have. I do not have that. I can't still figure out how to hook that up uh, to my phone or to my laptop. Uh, Georgia Tech um, at Notre Dame, they're 13 and 14. This should be a blowout too. And if I'm Coach Ivy, you know, a win is a win. I'm stressing, I'm not considering this a win unless we beat this team by at least 20 points. Just to kind of throw that extra, um, extra fire into the mix to not for this team to become complacent just because it's a inferior team that we're playing. We got to kind of spice it up a little bit to uh, keep that, you know, my movie reference, Eye of the Tiger, uh, Rocky Three reference right there. And then Sunday, to close out the year before ACC tournament, we're right around uh, uh, March Madness. We close out the season at Louisville, who's going to have revenge on their mind. And that's at noon on ESPN, who they're currently uh, 20 and 9. Uh, so they won today um, after we had beat them. So that's going to uh, be a tough game right now because that team has been a thorn in our side since 2019. We barely beat them on Thursday. We did find a way for them to win, but. It's at Louisville. The crowd's going to be into the game. They're going to want um, some uh, revenge. So uh, that's going to be a pretty uh, pretty big test before we go into the ACC tournament and then into the regular March Madness tournament. So what else here? I, I can't say it enough, though, just to close out this podcast for episode 61. Uh, we're finding something in these games that we're grinding out. And with Lauren Ebo back now, it looks like she's going to be a full – a full go and Kylie Watson uh, really having that co confidence right now. We have a twin towers presence. No, it's not. 
I'm trying to think of a uh, Twin Towers presence that we, it's not a Ruth Riley. Um, I don't even know who the other, you know, tall player was at that time when they won it in 2001. Yeah, it's, it's not the quality or the uh, All-American press. I, I wouldn't consider, even though Lauren Ebo is a solid player, uh, Kylie Watson's becoming a solid player, I wouldn't consider them All-Americans right now as a Ruth Riley type back in the day. But they're still pretty damn good when they use their size to their advantage. And if Olivia Miles can cut it down on those turnovers, we don't have to rely on a three-point shot. That's the thing, too. That's what I like about the size differential. You take away Dara Mabry, this team really isn't – they can hit the three when they need to. Maddie Westfeld can, Sonia Citron, even Olivia Miles. But we don't have to rely on that three-point shot. That was the thing with – I will say with the great Muffet-McGraw teams, except when they had Ruth Riley, and even when they won it in 2018, 2019. Well, I take that back. They still uh, – with uh, – I think it was uh, Marina Mabry, uh, Dara's sister – they relied on her three-point shot at times, and then Arika Gunawable, uh, Jackie Young. They still they weren't the greatest three-point shooters besides Mabry, but they did use that three-point shot to their advantage. We don't have to with this team, and that's granted they're not on that same level right now. But if you don't have to rely on that three-point shot and you have that inside game, that's even that's even more. Uh, it's another thing that the other teams have to think of, and that's just a way to just battle back instead of relying on that three-point shot. Because for so long, and let's just go back to those Muffet-McGraw teams, if they didn't hit those three-point shots, you know, UConn could beat them. A, a Baylor could beat them because they had more size than Notre Dame. And then just going back to the men's game, for years, Coach Bray just relied on that three-point shot for so many games. And, yes, it won a lot of games for us, but if you go cold, it's a double-edged sword. So I'm really – even though I'd like to see that three-point percentage increase a little bit more – I just love the inside presence that we have with Lauren Ebo, Kylie Watson, Sonia Citron can battle inside as well. And then with Nat Marshall gaining some confidences also. Uh, the sky is the limit for this team, but I just need to see the consistency uh, going forward. Especially, I'm, I'm really interested to see how this Louisville game uh, shapes out next Sunday and how we do in the ACC tournament. I'm still saying Sweet 16 at best right now, but I think we're. If we win the ACC tournament or just get to the finals, I think we may have a number two seed as well with Duke. But right now, I still see we're three on the cusp of a number two seed. But sweet 16 at best right now. But if we keep winning and make a strong showing at the ACC tournament, I think we can make a final four run. It's just, I still think this team, despite the great progress we made in the last two weeks, they may be a year away. Uh, for making that deep run. And then once they do make that, this team's set up for a, I don't want to say a dynasty, but back-to-back -back Final Fours. So 2024, 2025, I see them competing for a national title. And possibly, hey, maybe they become a dynasty um, like those Muffet McGraw teams. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 61. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>